Welcome to... The Blank Space. Where we just... I was shrinking. Fill it in. <laughs> well, good to know we're being sober for this podcast. Mm, I am. Um, I'm actually trying... You know what? I'm going to be very uh, not descript because otherwise it might come off like an ad. Uh, I'm drinking a new brand of Coke that came out that's uh, actually kind of tasty. I didn't expect much of it. My my local supermarket had it for free. Like, so. are we are we are we saying like an off-brand Coke or no 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 no? It's a, it's it's a new new kind of Coke. Like the new Coke where people hate it. <laughs> no, although I thought I'd hate this, but I don't. Okay, all right. I'll just say it. It's co- it's it's Coke with coffee in it. All right. I, <laughs> Look who wants I to I die. That because, I thought I would hate that because I do not like the taste of coffee, but it's pretty all right. You know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely am one of those people that if I'm if I'm in the grocery store and I'm shopping around um, and there's something weird there, I'll sometimes just grab it just for the sake of it, just to try the, a new thing or something different. Yeah, uh, as long as it doesn't break the bank, like I'll, I'll try anything at the store. Um Actually, I got this nice uh, taco seasoning. Mm. Uh, welcome to the Blank Space Cooking Podcast, where mm. we just chill out and cook. Um, I, I tried. To, I got this new like uh, taco sauce yeah. that I've been putting on anything and everything. It's so good. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I kind of reinvigorated my love of yogurt. Uh, because of just being like, you know what? It's been a long time since I tried yogurt. I'll get this. And now basically every uh, grocery order I do, I'm ordering like 25 little things of yogurt. Look at that. Yeah. Honestly, I I used to do like cereal or toast or any of that stuff for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I've, I've successfully moved over to just fruit and yogurt every day for breakfast. Except on like maybe a weekend day I'll do cereal or something like that. But for the most part, it's been great. Like... That that is like a healthy trade off. I actually was able to pull off in my life, pretty painlessly. Um, uh, any, any any kind of particular you feel you you, you like? You know, I'm a any I'm flavors? a big I'm a big fan of strawberries myself, but uh, mm. not actual strawberries because those little seeds. <laughs> I like to I like to live up my healthy lifestyle by pouring a big thing of M and M's into mine. <laughs> Uh, that sounds no. awful. I don't want it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just do like the general like fruit flavors: peach, strawberry, mm. cherry. Mm. So good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yo, I, 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 I feel like I'm just looking at the wrong place of shop, right? But like, I need to find Gogurt again. Um, I remember Gogurt being delicious. Do you? I, re- I remember it <laughs> being awful. What? Really? Yeah, I don't. There is not a, like a positive relationship between me and, and Gogurt. It was just like sweet yogurt back in the day, like especially when I was a kid and, and my and cartoons I, had tricked me into thinking yogurt was like this disgusting adult food. Gogurt was like the cool hip thing. Side note: Mad at kids cartoons for making broccoli sound awful. It's delicious with cheese. Well, yeah. But then again, our our parents were not feeding us broccoli with cheese. They were like, here's some steamed broccoli. Fact. Parents I, I, did not know I how will, to cook. I, I feel like I, I know how de- to cook way better than my parents can. I will defend I will defend cartoons in the sense that I've had a lot of really bland or bad tasting broccoli mm. because nothing was done with it. 
Yes. Literally, if you throw some olive oil and some salt and pepper and then, like, I don't know, just warm up broccoli, it's so good. But, like, if you just literally get, like, a frozen bag of broccoli and throw it in the microwave for a minute and eat it, it's not going to be good. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I definitely agree with that. I, you know what? I feel like I feel like people from our generation can cook better than than uh, our, our parents' generation. Or maybe maybe it's just my specific interactions with the people I know that like to cook. You know? No, no, no. I, I completely agree because I'll be honest. Like we have way more resources than any generation before us on how to cook. True. True. Imagine like imagine like. Boomers, uh, Gen X, even like really early millennials had to go buy a book to learn how to cook. We're just like, we we have fun like internet videos about how to cook. We're like a dude with a shaved head's like, hey guys, I'm going to make the dish from your favorite TV show and I'm going to make it fun. True. It's like, yeah, I learned how to cook and it's fun. True, true, true. (laughs) Yeah, I... Look, if there's one food as a kid that I still, I still am not a fan of, and I'm glad cartoons have taught me, uh, taught me the truth early on. Okay. It's Brussels sprouts, man. I feel I'm like not a fan. I feel like I need to give them a round, a round one, um, because I never had a round one with them. I've, I don't think I've ever eaten a Brussels sprout in my entire life. Really? Not even for like Thanksgiving or anything? No. No. Hmm. I feel like I want to give all vegetables and fruits their chance. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna make enemies on this podcast right now. Okay. But, uh, Brussels sprouts smell bad and they taste bad. Fight me. All right. Fight I mean, me out in the meet me out in the Wawa parking lot. We'll fight. That is the place to have a fight, though. Not not <laughs> at, not at like not at like ten o'clock though, because that's when the cops are in the parking lot. True. True. That's when that's when they all come and get their coffee. A.M. or P.M.? P.M. <laughs> Alright, fine. We'll go out and fight by the Olive Garden. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Classy fight. That's, that's how it's done. Somebody throws a breadstick at somebody. Ah, mm. Good memories. Good memories. I, I need some breadsticks. Anthony, do you want to style the podcast and go get breadsticks? I feel like we can we can throw that on the YouTube channel that we still have but Ooh. don't really post anything to. <laughs> Our COVID safe trip to Olive Garden to go get soup and breadsticks. <laughs> yes, we will sit at one table from each other. There will be one in, in between us. We'll both be individuals sitting at each table and both ordering one breadstick because the breadsticks have to be socially distanced too. Ooh. They give you two, one for your placemat and then one at the opposite side of the table. Exactly. They got to be safe. Mm-hmm. I, hate, uh, I hate myself for just saying that the entire thing I just said. <laughs> I don't I don't feel good about myself now, Drew. I legit am just thinking about breadsticks. You can feel however you want to feel about yourself, but I'm feeling uh, some nice, soft, warm breadsticks. Mm, tasty. So mm. h- h- how, how are you doing this week, Drew? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. It's uh, the snow finally stopped. <laughs> the snowmageddon in New Jersey finally stopped. So I'm feeling all right. How about yourself? You know, I for one am grateful that there is snow out there. I am. What? I am happy that 
I get to see a nice coating of it out there. Uh, I haven't left my house since it snowed, so, you know, I'm not really dealing with the consequences like anybody else is. <laughs> I'm just sitting there being like, ooh, nice snow. Meanwhile, I'm out there. I'm that mailman from Hey Arnold. I hate the rain. I hate the snow. I hate the rain. I hate the snow. <laughs> no, I, I love. I, I I do love a good snowfall. I guess my issue was just like it snowed on the weekends, and the weekends is when I have to go do stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, that that, that does kind of suck for you. Yeah, but you know, it's always nice to have some. Look, the ice cream place near me also opened mm. essentially right after a snowstorm. I don't know why, but you do you, I guess. I'm just saying I would be one of those people that would go get peanut butter milkshake at, during, okay. a, during not after, <laughs> during the snowstorm. And Legit, I, I actually did. You did the correct <laughs> so, thing. <laughs> so they had to buy one, get one when they opened. So it wasn't during the snowstorm. It was like a day after. I walked over and got myself two milkshakes. They were so good. Nice. One was a chocolate peanut butter. Mm, that is that is the way to go. I've also, you know what? I've also been enjoying. There's been like this entire herd of deer just outside my window for like oh. the last two weeks. All right. There's like a little gully behind my apartment, and in there, there's been like an entire family of deer the entire time. So it's like, yes, I can see the animals from the safety of my home. They're trying to bring you into the wild. I reject. No, I shall not return to monk. <laughs> Yo, if I saw a deer outside my house, I would be pretty, uh, I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty, like, chill with it. I'd be like, oh, whatever. They're just kind of, like, grazing back there. Mm. If I saw monkeys behind my apartment, <laughs> I'd be terrified. I'd be like, where, <laughs> where did they come from? Okay, these are, these are entirely, entirely different things. Like, a monkey versus, like, a deer. You know, that, that. <laughs> This is a different level of wildlife at this point, okay? Oh, God. What was I watching? Oh, I was watching a video. What was it? Oh, it was a, it was a Red Letter Media video. Okay. Uh, they, were talking about, they were talking about a metaphor for bad movies. Mm. And they were saying... Um, actually, it might not have been Red Letter. It might have been some other... Whatever. It was a metaphor for a bad movie. And they were saying, like, you know... If you're on the bus and there's a bunch of people there... It's just kind of chill. You're there. You're just kind of like doing, you're kind of riding the bus. Okay. If you're on a bus with a bunch of monkeys, it's terrifying. You're like, what am I doing here? This is, this is horrifying. If it's a bus full of monkeys and you're not on it, you're watching that bus. You're sitting there and you're like, what is this bus? Why is it full of monkeys? What's going on? I think the metaphor at the end was like the movie wasn't very entertaining because it was like a bus with one monkey on it and a bunch of people. It's just kind of there. He's just chilling. He's not really doing anything. <laughs> that is that is a unique that is a unique metaphor for sure. I feel like a better a better one would have been like it's just it's not a monkey. It's a stuffed monkey. It's like so, it's like some some kid got it from a carnival. And they just mm-hmm. left it on the bus. And now there's just a giant monkey in the back row for no reason. And it just Yo, stares at everybody. That's some, like, that's some, like, city vibes. That's, like, some <laughs> New York vibes. You'd go to, like, you'd be, like, 
getting home from a bar at one in the morning and like you get on like New York public transit and then you just see a monkey, a big stuffed monkey in the back <laughs> of the bus. It's the only other thing in the bus. And you're like, I'm terrified, but intrigued. I need to know more. Even, even better. It's buckled in. Oh, well, safety first. Safety first. God forbid that monkey flies forward at you. Now, oh my I, God. I know, I know, we we had something that we actually wanted to talk about this week. Sorry, I just imagined, I just imagined the bus going forward, and at the next stop, the bus driver stops the bus, and the monkey falls out of the seat, and he opens the doors to let people in, he gets up and puts the monkey back in his seat and then gets sits back down. He does that at every stop. <laughs> that is that is a unique visual, my man. I'm sorry, I apologize. Continue. I <laughs> Alright. See, it's getting it's getting you a little bit too. Okay, I do kind of enjoy the image. It's 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 connected with me. But we do we actually do have a fun topic for today because we both mm-hmm. watched a movie. Wow. What movie? Um, hold on. I'm getting there. <laughs> Soul. See, we had, we had, oh, we had to, we had to do the, the little bit of dramatic pause. And then that, oh, I didn't watch that. Uh, I don't. I, th- I thought we were watching brave. Hmm. So here's what we'll do. I'll talk about Brave, okay. and then I'll pass it off to you, and you talk about Soul. I don't. I did not. And, I did not agree. And the, I did not. And then at the end, this. we'll both give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. All right. <laughs> I guess. No. I guess this can work. No, the bit. The bit's over. The bit's done. I also watched Soul. We 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 both watched Soul. Well, that's great. I'm glad we're on the same page now. <laughs> Thank you for wasting all of our time. That's what, I, that's what that's specifically what you brought me on this podcast for. That's kind you of what me, this podcast is. I'm not going to lie. I remember when we sat down in a diner and you were like, I have an idea for a podcast. And I'm like, I'm, I'm listening. I have a lot of insightful things to bring. And you're like, no, 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 no. I need you to fill dead air. And I'm like, perfect. I can do that. True. True. <laughs> uh, the only, the, I think the only um, fix to that story I would make would be if we didn't sit in the diner. It was a Denny's, and it, it wasn't sitting. It was out in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was after a two-hour conversation we had. <laughs> Pro- probably. We were really good at those back in the day. True, true. When we saw people. Yeah. Anyway, Soul, the movie. Yes. Um, so, it, it came out fairly recently. It actually came out around Christmas, I think. But mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I... I I, I'm not typically a person to watch something as soon as it comes out. And e- especially with, like, newer Pixar movies, I don't really, like, watch them day one. Uh, how did you hear about this movie? Um, I saw a bunch of people on Reddit uh, really liking it. That's how I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I, um... I'd seen people talking about it on Facebook and Reddit and a few other places. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out, it seemed to be getting generally positive reviews. Yeah. So I was pretty, um, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty pumped to see it. 
Yeah. Um, tell me, I, I know you you had a very good uh, had a very good impact on you from from the little conversations we've had already about it. Uh, what what do you feel is the best part of the movie for you, or what 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 brought you to enjoy the movie so much? Um. Well, I do want to say from the outset, I, I this isn't like a movie that I loved. Okay. But it's a movie that made me think a lot. All right. It, it, it was it was a movie that actually like gave me something to think about, even though I even though I have a few issues with it. Um, but the thing I liked the most about it, I think, was, hmm. Tell tell me your feelings. Tell tell me all of them. <laughs> all of them? Well. I'm feeling gassy. I'm a oh. little bit hungry. Oh. No, um, I think the thing I liked the, liked the most about it was kind of the deeper talks the movie had. Okay, like it was dealing with it was dealing with a topic that's definitely not a kid's topic. It, it it's it's dealing with the I guess I guess we'll say spoilers for Soul. I, this is gonna be a whole cover. Essentially, the rest of the podcast we're gonna be talking about Soul. So. Yeah, if, honestly. If you haven't watched it yet, pause it. Come back. We'll we'll still be here. Yeah, look, look here. If you if you're worried about spoilers, too bad. Why are you here? Go home. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it's a movie that deals with death and kind of like what it means, what it means to be living your life. Not just like the meaning of life, but like what it means to live your life. Um, and I, I appreciated that I was willing to have a conversation like that because that's a big topic. That is not like a, that is not like a, something we get dumbed down for kids. That's something that's pretty high level. Um, I feel I actually I think I disagree with you. Um, I think this is actually a conversation that should be had with kids. And I, I thought it, it dealt at a level that can easily hit both, in my opinion. Um, I think that's something we can talk about a little bit into it, but I, I don't know if the movie works super well for someone who's really young. Well, I mean, I mean, what, what are you defining as really young? Um, younger than a teenager. Well, like I'd yeah, say 10, yeah. 10 years or younger. I mean, I guess this is the problem where like it, it, pretty much anything between under 18 or I guess really anything under 20 really is a kid. <laughs> yeah it, in, I mean, in, in might, my personal opinion <laughs> and I, I mean i might even extend this movie's topics to someone who's a teenager like say like you guys just won't fully get this i mean some of you might some of you won't it kind of becomes more of a mixed bag but you know what i would say it, it would be fair for anybody young adult and older to, to hit the topics in, in here uh, how about that yeah. does that make you does that make you feel better yeah, in a way, because I guess it's not. It, it, I see a lot of media try and discuss something like this, which is like, "What's your meaning in life? What's what's the purpose of like? Wh- what do you want to do when you grow up?" and that kind of thing. But like, this movie kind of goes a step deeper. Of like, you're not defined by one thing. It 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 it. I I think that's the thing I really liked towards the end is that um. Uh, I don't remember the character's name, but the the woman singer that he wants to play with, yeah, the little speech she gives, where like 
essentially the message is like don't go chasing one thing in life because you're not one thing you could be anything in your in life and i i guess my issue only comes in is that like i don't feel like people who people who haven't lived very long aren't going to get that experience like if you're 13 years old and you're in like just beginning high school and you're like oh man like i i i'm so deep you're not going to get the idea of like chasing something in your life you're still like your mom's still packing your lunch like i you haven't really made meaningful decisions in your life to push one way or another that's kind of what i'm thinking is like this movie does feel like a film for an older crowd. I can say that it could resonate very well with somebody that's in their late teens and early to mid 20s, I would say. Yeah. Like it's something that can really hit somebody in that age range uh, really well. And I'd probably say a bit older as well if they feel like they haven't found like where they want to be or where what they want to be kind of deal oh yeah um, beginning college like definitely i feel like that this movie would resonate with some people there um but i feel like there's a perfect age range which is somewhere between like i don't know 25 and 40 where people will really kind of like understand the message i i think i think the the message that it's trying to get out though is something that should be brought up to people though at a at a much younger range than that though like being living life more holistically than for an individual goal for something you know yeah yeah definitely although i think the hard part with this mm-hmm. is i i don't know how well it's going to stick to someone who hasn't had that life experience yet Fair. Like, if you tell that to a 10-year-old, if you're like, don't live life, like, chasing one thing. Don't be like, I am only a pro football player. All I'm ever going to do is play football. That's all I can do. Like, that's going to bounce off a 10-year-old. They're going to be like, what? What do you mean? Everyone's telling me I need to grow up to be one thing, so I'm going to be one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I think, I think the, that, that's kind of where, where I'm getting at with this is like, I feel like the messaging of the movie is something that anyone can hear, but it's only going to stick to some people. I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing, though. Right. I, I, yeah, no, absolutely. I I think it's a topic overall that people should listen to. I think it's something somebody mu- should understand about the films because it's kind of interesting because they um, have the, the pre-soul character. Um, that gets essentially tutored or taught by all these famous people that did this one like one really great thing in their lives, right? And it's a very uh, type A sort of personality sort of uh, thing, right, that they go for. Mm-hmm. And um, when in reality, what she needed to be taught was that living life can be its own reward and can feel good and i think that's something a lot of people pass by where you don't necessarily need this big end goal to make you happy because the end goal itself might not actually make you happy at all um 
it's enjoying the the day-to-day and living in that day-to-day and actually enjoying that day-to-day uh even if it's just the small things from like i don't know like a, a taste of pizza or just those who you interact with around you and i think i think that is a good lesson somebody could take away from this movie is that it's not necessarily that end point that you're looking for it's enjoying those day-to-day moments and not getting the tunnel vision of your goal without mm. enjoying the friends around you or just you know living the actual life that you're living yeah definitely i um i, I yeah i agree wholeheartedly that message i feel like the movie has a few things it's saying and that being one of them is something i think can reach anybody yeah like the idea that like you don't have like it's kind of an extension of that original thing which is like you don't have to like find the one thing in life that makes you happy yeah you should find things in life that make you happy everyday things yeah yeah and i mean i uh i I, yeah i don't have any problems with that well I, I, I do want to, I, I don't want to take up the whole conversation with just this one topic. What, okay. what about you? What did you enjoy about the movie? Honestly, I, I kind of enjoyed that message in general um, about mm. trying to enjoy your daily life. Because I, that is something that I think I try to personally live a lot, is that I'm enjoying my day-to-day actions and finding joy in the things I do every day, Right. Like, uh, everything from how, like, how, how, so much of it in your day-to-day can be changed by framing. And you can see that in the in the relation between the, the two main characters in this film, right? You have the one that's already lived life, that everything, the little things don't really matter to him, right? That the people around him, he doesn't really care about. He's not paying attention to any of it. He's not taking the time to see the effect he's really having on those around him. But the new soul, right, she is taking the time. She is taking uh, a moment to, to reframe what's in his life. And I think so much about that is just true in life you know do you actually hate the job you do or do you just don't feel like doing work at the moment do you find the work you do intellectually engaging do you maybe actually enjoy being able to work with somebody and getting what they asked for done right like it's kind of like reframing what you have around you into being an experience you're living instead of just being one that you have to get through. Yeah. And I, I I think that's a message the movie does a great job at conveying in the latter half of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, if I can get into some gripes I have about the movie. Sure, sure. Um, there's kind of two pieces of it. One kind of pertains to this whole, like, theming and, me- and messaging of the movie, and one kind of pertains more to, like, 
I don't know, a filmmaking craft perspective. So I'll, I'll do the messaging one first, okay. since that's pretty straightforward. Um, I guess my issue with the movie, the movie kind of speaking a message that I think only really sticks to people, uh, people who are a little bit older, like not children or teenagers, is the movie is kind of set up in a in a in a way that would entertain children and teenagers. Like, oh man, this guy accidentally body swaps with a cat, and this soul accidentally takes his body, and now they're gonna walk around New York and figure out how to fix it. Like, that's that's kind of a time old tradition of like a kids movie. I can. I think I. I think I can agree with you with that a little bit. It's like, hey, we want to talk about this more mature message, but we're going to use the framing of something that's more childish kind of deal, right? Yeah. It. Yeah. It almost feels like it's being pulled in two directions at some point. At some points, it's it's really like you're watching it and you're like, oh man, this is this is for kids. Like this this is obviously like a Disney Pixar kind of movie. The scene where like. I don't know. He accidentally cuts his hair and shaves it off. It's like, oh, oh boy, here's that trope of like, oh man, you which by the way, that barber is amazing for being able to fix hair that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, but then it had moments like at the barbershop where like him and the barber actually talking about the barber's life. Like that was amazing. That scene's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it feels like it's being pulled in two different directions. Um, and, I mean, it, it's not a problem that I would say, like, ruins the movie. But I'm, I, I'm looking at it, I'm like, if you want to have this bigger conversation, just have the bigger conversation. Well, do do you feel like those, those things that they insert there is more of the bring levity to what they're talking about? Because, you know. Half and half. Okay. Half and half. One half of it, I do think it's to bring levity to it, which I think is important for for a movie, like mm-hmm. being able to, you know, break the tension or or um, bring peaks and valleys in the emotional roller coaster of a movie. But like, it, it a, a lot of time it felt like how to get from point A to point B. Okay. Like I'll point to that haircut thing in particular. That was kind of contrived. To be like to to get him to the barbershop to have that scene is like, oh no, he's got to touch up his hair a little bit for this show tonight, and they don't know how to cut hair, and this cat can't cut hair, <laughs> and then that moves the plot forward. Oh no, he rips his pants because the the soul the soul is dancing in them and and rips his pants, so now he needs to go have a conversation and confront his mother. Yeah, it, I mean, it it it, it 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 would be fine if it was levity for the sake of like breaking tension or like just like I don't know bringing people out of like to break up the break up the pacing a little bit, but like I don't know, it kind of felt like it was to get them from one point to another. It almost felt coincidental. Well, I mean, I I kind of disagree with 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 your with your gripes there because. No, it didn't feel out of place for the movie I was watching, right? Like, not, not nothing in that movie felt like it was so far out there uh, from the rest of it that um, 
it felt like it didn't completely belong, right? I mean, like it, the premise was was set up, I think, pretty, you know, uh, decently. That uh, there's there's a bit of, of kookiness going on with things, you know. I mean, they they found the hippie in the in the uh, the astral plane, essentially, right? And such, well, <laughs> right? Like, well, I mean, you could definitely take a, a stab at that. Like that that doesn't seem like the fit with like what's going else going on in the movie, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like the movie's trying to, to set this super serious tone where we're trying to like, oh, no, no, like no. hit on this topic dead on. And this is my thought piece. And, you know, absolutely, absolutely not. Like I, I, yeah, it's not going for some deep, like talking about what, what does humanity mean? But like, it, it's kind of reaching for that. It's kind of reaching for that a little bit. I, I guess, I guess if I want to make it succinctly, it's more that like I, I kind of wish if they wanted to talk about this, they threaded the needle a little better. Like they either they either found a way to balance this kitty tone, this kitty tone, and the more serious topics they're talking about, or they just made it more adult. Well, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the things I was hoping at the end of the movie of like if 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 i were if i wanted to improve this those are kind of the two takeaways well i mean the way the way i see it is that you can almost see those elements as complementary um because you have you are essentially dealing with the two perspectives here you have the one of the more adult you know the the soul that had quote-unquote recently died right and then you have this brand new innocent to all the horrors that is of the world kind of deal. Um, what are you talking about? They didn't get any horrors. They got some pizza. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I got They you. got some delicious foods. But, I mean, no, it, no, no, I, I get what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I, you can kind of see it as a contrast in some ways. And I guess it could take away from some people, but it does fit overall with the theme of the movie itself. I, I don't think it's walking too far off. I, I we, we didn't have any like red lipped uh, crocodile moments there. Alligator <laughs> moments. Yeah. No, 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 no. And, and like I said, this isn't ruining the movie for me. It just, I like the concept so much that I want, I want to see it done better. Ah, I get you. Way. Like I, 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 I almost don't want it to be a Disney Pixar movie. I, I want you. it to be like, I don't, I don't even know. You, you, like, you want to, you want to see somebody else do no, the, the hunchback of Notre Dame without the gargoyles, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but like, it's, it's, and I guess that's my, that's the trouble I'm finding the words for. It's like, I don't want a movie that's like a hundred percent serious. I don't yeah. want this movie, but like, I'm crying every 10 seconds. Like, I don't want that movie. Mm -hmm. I want this, but I just kind of want it to pick a lane. Gotcha. I want it to be like, I want it to be like, you know, a fun kids movie that lightly touches on these ideas or goes whole hog for it and really talks about it. Really, really what, what this movie did for you, it made you realize you had an itch for something and you want that itch explored more. That's that's what I'm really hearing from you. Oh, this is not a new itch. This is an itch I've had. Okay. <laughs> but this movie l- lightly scratched it. 
And have you ever had an itch where you can only like just barely scratch it and mm. you don't and you don't feel anything from that? You're just like, oh, I can almost get it. That's kind of this movie. It's like Gotcha. It it, it it it's 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 almost fitting a square peg in a round hole. Like it, it, well, it it's like you're putting the square peg in and you're like right next to the square hole and you're like, <laughs> Oh, it's right it's right there. I can almost do it. Uh but I, I guess the other the other thing that bothered me about this movie, and okay. it's not, again, it's not something that ruined the movie for me, but it's something that bothered me more than the previous point. Okay, is the um, um, the rules they kind of set up for this universe are really loose. Like I was talk, I was listening to some, a YouTube video about this, and it kind of put put into words what I couldn't when I was watching. Okay. Um. When you're watching a movie, as long as it's immersing you, you'll just kind of accept whatever they throw at you in the universe. Yeah. As long as it seems to run parallel with the, how, how the universe works. Yeah, yeah, like the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> the, the The example they the example they used was Ratatouille. Okay. In Ratatouille, it's a it's a it's a astronomically dumb idea. A rat is in a guy's hat and controlling him and teaches him how to cook. Yes. But the entire time of the movie, you accept it because they're not really, like, explaining the rules of it. They're not saying, like, oh, you know, Remy grabs Linguini's hair and, like, pulls at it, which pulls a muscle tendon down in his arm to do this. And he can maneuver the fingers by, like, by, like, lightly tapping. No, they don't, they don't do that. They just, they don't talk about it because it's not important. This movie kind of bogged itself down with its own rules to the point where I was kind of asking in the finale why it kind of had to happen. Okay. I mean, like, like what what rules did not work for you? Because, I mean, I don't I didn't really see any disconnect between anything that really happened. So th- so there's this shaman. There's mm-hmm. this there's this hippie guy. There's a shaman yeah. who can just reunite souls with bodies. That doesn't seem a little crazy to you for um for for death for the afterlife. I mean like, that, on, like any on the anyone st- within this anyone within the afterlife can kind of be like brought back. I know it's not everybody cuz most people like go into the afterlife but like he just finds these lost souls and reunites them with his body. He has this astronomical power. Yeah, I mean the the, the way that it's kind of it's kind of brought in there I think is actually kind of kind of funny kind of deal um that i don't i don't think the movie is 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 meant to be taken so deadpan seriously with with the rules like that though well i would disagree because it feels like the movie has these rules it uh, it objectively sets them up yeah you have these you have these like souls in this like in between that go down to earth and become new people yeah um and this one can't find their purpose. So obviously they stay up there until they find their thing. They find the thing that they want to do or something like that. Yeah. And this guy can kind of just bring people into into this like in-between at any point. And all he needs to do is just kind of like be in the zone to do that. I, I guess the part that bothered me was like... The, the part at the end where... Um, What's the main character's name? I forget off the top of my head, actually. Uh, whatever his name is. 
he um he accesses this like in between mm-hmm. by just playing music and getting in the zone but i guess he but and that's how you access this kind of like in between well, is when you're yeah, in the zone you're yeah. kind of in that world but he wasn't in the zone earlier when he was in the when he was at the concert like he intentionally was not in the zone then and then he left and put himself in the zone to go try and make amends with this this spirit i mean if you if if you're saying um, that and, that that does like is it inconsistent yeah i think so it, 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 yeah and, and i guess then like he put himself in the zone he wasn't he wasn't like ill he wasn't health-wise hurting he just put himself in the zone playing music and then at the end of that scene when he saves um whatever her whatever her name was the the soul and then he gets put on the conveyor belt up to heaven is he like is he just dying playing music because he was just in the zone he wasn't like he wasn't yeah. hurt or anything yeah. he just kind of like they were just like oh well you're on the record so you got to go back up to he- you got to go to the afterlife you know what i i think it's- i would agree that if you think about um a lot of the elements like too hardly i think it will start to fall apart like you can yeah like you could say that like even the fact that uh he still had a heartbeat in the hospital i guess right and what doesn't that mean like he shouldn't be his soul shouldn't go he's still alive right like there i think there's a lot of parts to which you can easily pick apart from the movie like how the heck could he even push another soul, a soul out of a cat right like that doesn't yeah. make any sense Right, like yeah, you, I, I think if you wanted to like pick apart the logic of the movie itself, I think you easily could. Um, there are a bunch of inconsistencies that don't really make a lot of sense, but I think uh, when you're in the ride of this movie, that you're not going to think about it. Um, I, I don't. I don't think most people will think about it. Yeah, I. My brain's hardwired in a different way while watching movies. I'll freely admit that. But I do stand by that, like, the reason I think about this stuff in a movie is because they clearly set out rules for it. Okay, that's fair. Where the example I used earlier, Ratatouille, they don't care. They just wanted a rat to control a guy to cook. I mean, and they had a story to tell. So they didn't go into, like, the logistics of how it worked. They were just like, yeah, he does it. Well, uh, he, he does the thing. The, the the way I see it, they weren't really setting up like, uh, here's hard and set rule here in the movie, right? They kind of were. I mean, they they the, the whole section in the beginning when um, whatever his name is, Jamie Foxx's character, mm-hmm. um, when when he's um when he's kind of going around this like in between area. They're talking, like, very specifically about how these spirits work, how they go to the Earth, like, mm-hmm. um, all this stuff. Like, they, they set a really clear rules with all this. I I would just rather if they kept it really ambivalent. Like, if they kept it really vague of, like, what this is, rather than, like, make this into a factory production or something like that. I... I have an easier time being immersed and accepting kind of like the stranger parts of a universe if I just don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, you know what? You you definitely are a person that can smell when the sausage is being made. That is 
That is for sure. Sausage. I definitely, I think my suspension of disbelief is a lot higher um, than yours. And that as long as every, see, for me to, to, to really notice that sort of stuff not lining up, other things in the movie have to be going wrong kind of deal. Um, and for me, the way that the characters interacted throughout the movie and the way that the emotional feel of the movie kept moving forward, everything was consistent and passable enough for the rules that I could accept it. You know? Yeah. That it, it didn't and tear me out of it. So Yeah, I, definitely. I can see what you're saying with it, though, and I can see how that would pull somebody out of being interested in the topic or just in the movie itself. Well, and, and here's the th- and here's the part where I completely invalidate what I've what I've said for the last like 20, 30 minutes. Uh-huh. I still think this is a good movie. OK, like I, I, I don't think anything here like ruins the movie for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I freely admit I, I'm a person to like look at the craft of a movie where most people don't, don't as long as the as long as the big beats of it work. Yeah, that's fine. I um I like a lot about this movie. Uh, one thing I didn't even mention was I like the art style. Yes. Well, okay. I I, I don't I well, I I don't necessarily like the in between area. I like the the what were they like the what were their names again? Like the the, the art deco people. Ah, uh, yes, yes, they are. Whatever their name was, Linda or whatever they were named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those things were great. I love that. Mm-hmm. But um, but. I, I, yeah, like on Earth, things looked really distinct. Like everything had its own style to it. Like everyone was very animated. Everyone had this big style to the haircutter guy is like built like a brick shit house, and you're just like, man, <laughs> this guy's off cutting hair. All right. <laughs> I, I think I think the character design was very well. I felt like this. The, there were two things they were trying to do with this movie. I felt like they were trying to experiment with character design. And mm-hmm. they wanted to talk about the topic. So yeah. I think those were two big things that were happening in this movie. And I think they yeah. succeeded um, well in both, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I um, Another thing I really appreciate about this movie, I love the music. Hmm. The music for the movie is so good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm kind of like a, a stand for jazzy soundtracks in general. But, like, they knocked it out of the park. Everything sounds great. I think I even read somewhere that they actually got like um, uh, some like current day jazz musicians to either work with or create the soundtrack. So nice. good on them! Like they they really enca- they really encapsulated like a musician feel in this movie. Like from the soundtrack to like the club that they play in to like I don't know the way the characters talk about music. It's so interesting. Hmm. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Like whoever made this has a passion for music. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It, yeah. Do you have a, do you, do you uh, do you have any closing thoughts on the on the movie, my man? Uh, garbage. One out of ten. Never watch it again. Stab. Uh, well, okay. He, actually, here's a question for you, okay. real quick. Um, do you think you'll watch this again? I don't whether it be like a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. I mean, I don't I don't really watch movies again. 
uh, in general. So that that answer is pretty much instantly no. Let's say let's say um, you were sitting with a significant other and you guys mm-hmm. were looking for a movie on like Disney Plus or something like that. Okay. Would you look at Would you look at Soul and say like this is something you'd want to watch? Let's say they'd never seen it. They'd never seen it. And you were looking for a movie to show them. Huh. Well. Uh, I I don't I don't know in all honesty like I I would honestly probably recommend them watch it on their own um I would need like at least a year or two to to watch this movie again yeah um because it's just not enjoyable for me to watch movies so recently um I I don't really get like that huge enjoyment from watching something again and again um I mean, I, I kind of felt I got what I needed out of the movie experience itself. So, like, I don't want to go back to it, like, mm-hmm. anytime soon. You know? Do, do you yeah. do do you feel like you you would you would want to showcase this movie to somebody? I don't know, because that that's kind of where I'm thinking of it. When I when I think of a recommendation for a movie, yeah. I always think of like, would I want to watch this again? A month from now, a year from now, five years, ten years, whatever. Or would I want to show this to someone? And the only way that I would really, like, actively want to show this to someone is if they were like, Oh, hey, here's Soul. I've never seen it. I really wanted to, but I missed out on it. I mean... I'd be like, yeah, let's watch it. Like, I like I, that's the only real way I'd recommend it. If we were browsing through, like, something like Disney Plus and... We we're looking for something to watch. I don't know if this is the first thing I'd turn to. I mean, I wouldn't, but if somebody I would definitely recommend it to people to watch though. Like I yeah. think this is a solid recommendation if you haven't seen it and for some reason you've listened to this podcast the entire <laughs> time. Uh yeah, you should definitely see it. Like I can't yeah. think of a reason why I wouldn't recommend it to somebody. It it has great animation. It has a good story to it. It has an interesting concept behind it that I think is definitely worth exploring. Uh, yeah, I would. I one hundred percent recommend it to anybody. Really. Yeah, absolutely. If 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 you had, I think that's. I think I think I I, I kind of echo this sentiment. If you had an interest in seeing this, go check it out. It's good. You'll 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 have a good time. It'll leave you with some thoughts. And honestly, I I can't hate on a movie that when you're done watching it, you keep thinking about it. Yeah. I've I've always I, I always want to promote movies that like leave you wanting to discuss or think about something. So, yeah, I, I recommend it as well. Yeah, go get go get some of that movie in you. Go 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 play a jazzy piano solo. Do do the stuff and things. Go teach kids for ten years in public school, and then play in a jazz club and die. Look both. Well, actually, he look, died and then look, played the jazz club. Look, look both ways before you cross the street. That is. The <laughs> That's what we're leaving our podcast with. <laughs> yes. All right, everyone. Stay safe. Look both ways when crossing the street. Please don't get sold. <laughs> <laughs>